Welcome to the Smart Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Hitchcock. I'm an entrepreneur, online influencer, strategy junkie, and spreadsheet ninja. Each week, you'll hear inspiring interviews and leave with actionable tips and strategies to help you work smarter and scale faster. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Smart Influencer Podcast. Today, we're talking with Raki Wright from the O'Connor Group about how to effectively repurpose content as part of our content strategies. Raki drops some real super helpful insights on how influencers can work once and use that content over and over and over again. Welcome to the podcast, Raki. How are you? I'm good, Christina. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. It's a beautiful snowy day here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I'm loving it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm in Virginia and we don't have snow. It's about 55 degrees and sunny. So that's nice. (laughs) Yeah, we'll take that too. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Before we jump in, would you mind sharing some information about yourself and your business? Um, I have a communication degree from UNC, and I never imagined that I would be using it the way that I do now. Um, My training is actually in interpersonal and organizational communication, so I thought I'd maybe be doing something like HR. Well, you know, fast forward 20 years, and we have social media and websites and online influencers, and so I now am using my degree to do online marketing, uh, digital strategy, content marketing, social media, and you know all the things that come along with that. So I co-own an advertising agency with my business partner. And so it's a women-owned agency. And she does the creative side of the business. And I do the digital online marketing side of the business. And just because I don't have enough going on, I also have two websites that I own and manage. Only One, two. I'll, right, just, just two. But you know, give me some more time and I'll probably come up with a third. <laughs> Um, so one of them is Outside the Box Mom, and it is a blog for working moms. And then my second site is Best Movies Right Now, which is a site for movie lovers. So it really helps me, you know, to use my skills in all three of those areas. And I feel like I learn things in one that I can use in the other. So, I mean, it's really been a rewarding experience to manage all three. Oh, that's great. And it's, it's funny how we, we learn from, you know, from actually being in, in the online influencing world, and then we can strategize and it makes, you know, much better decisions than as we're, we're going forward and helping others, kind of teaching the lessons we've learned along the way and implementing, um, you know, the textbook strategies and with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, Okay, so let's get started. And our topic today is how to repurpose content within your website content strategy. So I think the first thing we should probably talk about is what exactly is repurpose content? Well, I think the most accepted definition is just using the same content for a different purpose. So, you know, you can be as creative or by the book about that as you want but in the online creation and and influencer space, it could be as simple as creating a piece of content for your blog and then creating different snippets of that to use on social media or creating a video to tease your readers to read your full blog post. But it's it's a really great way to work smarter and not harder. I love that. One segment of time to create content and use it in many different ways. Great. So it's not just, you know, 
a continuation of a blog post or, you know, regurgitating the same information. You're basically taking that theme and just repackaging it to kind of reach different audiences in different places. Did I summarize that correctly? Yes, you did. And I'm sure we'll get into this as we get into the meat of our conversation. But I think we all tend to think everyone follows us everywhere. And we just simply don't have time to do that. So if I only write a blog post and don't think I can share those same words in other media, then no one is going to see only the blog post. You know, people follow you in different places. People consume content differently. Some people like to read. Some people like to listen. Some people like to watch. So if we make our content available in all of those different types, we're going to reach a greater amount of people and be able to get our messages in front of more. Right. And I I think too, even if I was your super fan and I was following you on all the places, I don't want to see the same thing thrown at me, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on your blog. I I want to see that information kind of presented in different ways. I don't want to just go on there and one day and see the same thing over and over again. So this is, this is a great, a great way to work smarter, not harder. Like you said. Yeah. So we talked a little bit, um, we, we hit a couple points on why influencers should repurpose, but are there other reasons why influencers should repurpose their content? Um, I think this is going to lead to one of the questions you and I had, had planned to go over um, of whether or not repurposed content can help you specifically with SEO. And I say for sure, yes, it can, because the algorithms that are deciding who is going to see what content need a little help sometimes. So they need to know whether something is popular or not. And so if you have content that you've put out there and you've shared it on social media and it's getting shares, that's gonna help with SEO because Google uses that social proof to decide who to show articles to when people are Googling things. So all of those pieces of content working together and pointing people you know, back to your blog post is definitely gonna help with SEO. That's great. And I know as influencers, we're always looking to improve our SEO strategy. So that I think is probably one of the key reasons we should be repurposing our content. Are there other reasons why we should? Well, I just get excited about being able to do something one time and use it multiple ways. You know, we could take one thing that we wrote, you know, today's blog post and create different social media posts, we can create a video, we can record a podcast episode, or take the audio from a video just to use on a podcast, we could create an infographic, or, you know, graphics to go along with our post. And although they all speak about the same topic, or may communicate the same information, it's different ways. And sometimes you've got to get that message out there seven to 10 times before people are really going to be able to find it, you know, depending on where they're looking. Mm -hmm. So let's really get into the meat and potatoes here. What are, we need to be inspired, right? Where we might be thinking, oh, this is great. We want to repurpose our content, but what are some creative ways we can do that, that are going to help engage our audiences and really get our message out there and get them or or get them back to where we want them to be. So whether that's a page view to our website or, uh, you know, engagement on our social networks. Well, I think we can use it a lot of different ways, you know, depending on what our niche is. And Christina, I know you share recipes with your readers. Mm-hmm. So an example that you could use is once you create the recipe for your website, I know that includes photos. You're going to have to tell them what ingredients they need. You're going to have to give them instructions. 
maybe you'll share a story about how the recipe came to be or, you know, who it was passed down from. Um, you're probably already repurposing content and just didn't realize it because, you know, your blog post is your one thing. But if you create a video to go along with that, that's a second way of using that same content. If you create a printable card that they can print your recipe out for, that's repurposing content as well. And then if you share any social media messages with just text or you show some photos, you know, maybe the ingredients from your recipe and then the finished product, again, you're repurposing what you did that one time to draw people in to read your full recipe and try it out for themselves. So I think we just have to think about, you know, what our audience wants, you know, do they want a tutorial? Do they need to be inspired and see the finished product? Um, do they need step-by-step -step instructions or maybe is a photo just enough? You know, what, what does our audience need in order to use this piece of content that we've created for them? And those are all the ways that we can repurpose it. Right, so maybe even, you know, speaking from the food blogging perspective, we could maybe even put in, you know, alternate ingredients if you're looking to adjust the recipe and make it, you know, um, vegan or keto or, you know, just a different lifestyle or to even just switch it up if it's something that's chocolate and you want to make it vanilla or vice versa or add peanut butter, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. And this time of year, we're going into the holiday season. So, you know, maybe someone loves one of your cookie recipes. And so they want to print that information out, buy the ingredients for someone and give it to them as a gift basket. They've repurposed what you created and made their, you know, their loved one a basket to make the same thing. Yeah, I love this idea. My brain is like already starting to churn <laughs> with different ideas for, for some holiday content I have percolating in here. So this is, this yeah. is awesome. Um, so how do we go about deciding what content should be repurposed? Is there a strategy to this or are we just winging it? argue that you can repurpose just about everything. Um, there may be some time sensitive information maybe that you know wouldn't make sense to, to spend the time and do the extra um, uh, ways of repurposing, but just about everything you create can be repurposed. Um, I think if we spend some time planning at the beginning how I can get the most out of this content and almost make a template for yourself, then you can do that same process every time you create a piece of content so that you make sure people have a way to read it, watch it, listen to it, and see it, you know, in all these different formats. And, and if we have a template or, you know, a system down, it makes it really easy. And you can either do it in batches or you could do it all, you know, at the same time when you're creating your content initially. So it could really be something as simple as when I'm making the recipe to be photographed for my blog, I could just take a couple of like live videos of me kind of preparing it as I'm going along. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, a big fancy production. It could be something like that for an Instagram story and that's good enough. Yeah, I think take a first shot at looking at something you've already published and what you already have. You know, what photos do you already have? What video do you already have? Um, the text that you have, you know, could that be broken up into snippets to share in smaller portions on, on social media? And then dream a little bit of how could I have gotten more out of this to begin mm -hmm. with? So then the next time when you do something, maybe it is just taking a few extra photos or a few, you know, 10 or 15 second videos or a 30 second video to make this go a little further for you. And, you know, you've spent your time getting everything out. 
So why not take some more photos or video or just capture whatever else you want in that moment when you're creating it, creating it initially? I love this idea. Like I said, I'm like, you said, I'm looking up and off to the right here. And I'm just like, my brain is just going round and round. Yeah. So I kind of do this right now with my video content. So when uh-huh. my intern team and I are working on video content, we like to get, we film once with multiple angles so that we mm-hmm. can repurpose the content for different formats, right? Because YouTube yeah. is different from the 60 second Instagram videos, which is different from Facebook, et cetera. Right. So we're filming once and then repurpose. I didn't even think that we're, we're actually repurposing it. Yeah. Right? So then we can look and think, hmm, how can I do this for TikTok or uh-huh. Instagram reels or, you know, different things like that. I love this idea. Like it's all about and, totally working smarter, not harder. Right. And as online influencers, we're probably already doing it with our images anyway, because mm-hmm. we're do you post the same photo on Pinterest that you post on Twitter and Facebook or even the same messaging because they're different audiences? You know, the Pinterest user wants to be inspired. So they want to see your beautiful finished product. But maybe your Facebook follower just needs to see the five ingredients that you used, you know, to make this spaghetti dish. And all they need to see is what the ingredients were. And they can go to their cupboard and see, oh, I already have these things. They don't need to see the beautiful photo at the end. You know, they're more of, you know, the real life, uh, how can I get this done quickly type of audience. You know, so we're probably already doing a lot of these things, but we're not thinking about the fact that we're really using the same pieces of content, photos, copy, you know, text, that kind of thing. We're just, we're just showing it to different people based on what they need. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea of thinking, like, do I have these ingredients to make dinner right now? You know, I'm in my kitchen, it's five o'clock, the family's hungry. Do I have the five things I need to make this pasta dish or whatever it is that you're sharing? I, I love yeah. that. I mean, that's, that's what's going to get me engaged at that moment is, you know, do I have what I need? And when you yeah. brought up Pinterest, and I mean, it's true. I mean, we all, we, as food influencers and food bloggers, we probably do this. You have multiple um, versions of a pin, right? We have different views of, you know, if it's cookies, maybe we have cookies on the cookie sheet. We have cookies on a plate. We have a stack of cookies and we're creating or repurposing that same blog post with those three different, different images. So it could be as simple as planning, you know, when you're planning your, your shoot for your, for your blog post, just kind of think about how you can repurpose that and really be intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And think about the different types of people that might be in your audience. You know, so if you have a more experienced cook, he or she maybe just wants to see the finished product and they want to make this recipe and they don't care how many ingredients it takes or how many steps there are. But then maybe if you have a beginning cook or, you know, a busy mom who only has a little bit of time after they get kids from school before dinner needs to get on the table, They don't really want to see a long list, but if you showed them a photo of the five things that it took for you to make this recipe, that's going to make it seem very relatable and easy to get on the table. And so it's the same recipe, but you're just catering to what that person is going to get drawn into. Right. So maybe even if there's like a complicated process or a step, and when I say complicated, maybe it's like folding. I'm not sure how to fold whipped cream into a recipe. So, you know, the more experienced cook would know that, but maybe the the novice isn't quite sure. So you could kind of pull that instruction out 
and show your readers, you know, the right way to fold or, um, Maybe it's a unique product that you're using. Could that be another way that we repurpose it? You know, if we have something unique and we're going to show our readers or our viewers or our followers, because now we have, you know, as influencers, there's so many different right. ways how that product would fit into our lives. I love this idea. Like my, I'm already you thinking think I'm going to change it. my workflow. Yeah, you've already created the video, for example, showing how you made that recipe. It's really easy then to just edit out, you know, a 10 or 15 second um, version of that video to show how you folded the cream into the recipe. That's now its own separate piece of content that you didn't have to set up and shoot for, but you can use that for a second reason. So now that's not just part of this recipe, that becomes part of your base collection where you maybe have a post on your blog about that now. And so you also have this video to go with it to show people how to do it. You only had to shoot that one time, but you get to use it multiple times. That is like, my mind is blown right now. And I'm already, like, I'm already <laughs> visual. Anybody who knows me knows I love my spreadsheets. So I have spreadsheets for everything. And I'm already thinking how I'm going to change my workflow spreadsheet to kind of build this in there. And can I pull out any, you know, out of my, just in the video process, can I pull out any quick tips out of there mm-hmm. or, you know, my favorite products, you know, and just yep. kind of just pull out the 15 seconds that I'm showcasing that product. And now I could have a whole, um, uh, list uh, or list of videos on my favorite products that I, that I love. Yeah. I, I love this and idea. And no, that's a great tie-in too. Again, yeah. you know, end of the year, people are going to be shopping for gifts. And if you have a favorite whisk that you love and, you know, you won't use anything else but that and you use it in this recipe, then you mention why you love it. Now that's its own video or, you know, that's its own post and you can show people where they can buy it. So we could, I could totally, and you guys, my listeners, you can do this too. Go back to your video content, go to your blog post. What can you pull out from your content that you already have and turn it into its own thing? So if you have photos of you whisking, you could totally write a whole separate thing just for, you know, how to fold or how to get, you know, um, like whisk a meringue or whisk heavy cream or, you know, whatever it is, you could totally build that out, make a tutorial Mm -hmm. from that one recipe and you don't have to reshoot the photos again. I love it. Yeah. I love this. This is totally working smarter and not harder. Love it. So if you had one piece of advice to give to somebody in uh, an influencer about working smarter in your business, what would that be? The one thing I always do is work in batches, um, partly out of necessity because I don't have a lot of time, but I watched this training on how to, to batch create content. And this plays right into repurposing. So, you know, we've been using the food example. So let's say, you know, you're going to give your son a birthday party And um, I know your son is really into sports things outside the outdoors. So say you're making him some cupcakes with um, a bow and arrow on them. So, you know, think about all the steps that you have to take. You've got to make the cupcakes. You've got to make the icing. You've got to decorate them. Each of those steps could be its own post. And then your fourth post is what you actually were going to create. You know, these bow and arrow cupcakes. You haven't done any more. You've still had to get your ingredients out. You've had to set up. You've got to do your shooting and write your recipe and all of that. But instead of just getting one blog post out of that, now you've gotten four out of it because you're just documenting the steps as you go. 
So I do the same thing like that with my writing. I'm not a food writer, but if I'm writing about a topic, I'll write four posts about that topic in time because then I'm researching it once and then I'm breaking it down into the context that my reader might be searching for it. And I can get four posts done in the same amount of time that it used to take me one because I'm not starting from scratch. I'm not writing about apples, oranges, grapes, and pineapples. I'm writing four posts about apples. And it may seem redundant if we think about it in the way that we're creating it. But if you think about the way people are searching for it, they're searching for it differently. And so for me, most of my traffic comes through SEO. And so I'm depending on people to search for things. So if I only have a limited amount of time and I want to get, you know, four or five pieces of content out every week, I don't have time to write that many standalone. So I have to take that one writing session that I have and get the most out of it. So I would encourage your your listeners to just think about how they can take one period of time and use it more wisely. You know, do the same thing, uh, you know, for, for four different purposes or take one topic and create four posts because when you do things in batches, it's faster. Yeah, and again, now keeping my brain like moving in like a million directions, but I can see how this is also Google friendly because if you're writing for a particular keyword, like let's use your apple example, right? Mm-hmm. You're writing how to make an apple pie, right? But you're also writing, you know, you're, you're sitting down, you have, you did all your apple research to know which are the right apples to use and how to core them, blah, blah, blah. Now you can tie all those articles together and yes. interlink them. And it's mm-hmm. not difficult because you're doing it at once and you, you don't have to remember to go back to interlink because you're doing it right there at the same time. So not exactly. only are you making it easier for yourself, but you're also pleasing those Google gods yeah. by interlinking everything and tying it to the, to the same keywords. Yeah. And most of us online influencers are looking for traffic and income. Both of those two things tie in together when you can have more content on your site that's related. So we're going to get them to click over to different posts. That's going to increase the amount of time that they're on our site. And when we're focusing on one topic, advertisers are going to be willing to pay more for that because we have four pieces of content on our site about this topic Mm -hmm. and not one. I love this idea. I love this. And I'm even going back to the cupcake example you gave, right? So we can photograph, you know, how to make the frosting. That's a post in and of itself. How to make the Mm -hmm. cupcakes. That's a post Mm -hmm. in and of itself. Then we're going to make these cute. I think you gave the archery example cupcakes. But while I'm going and I'm, you know, if it's just a topping or decoration, I can use the same cupcakes and frosting and now do, you know, unicorn cupcakes or do a different kind of cupcake or BMX cupcake. And you can Mm -hmm. totally take one session and explode it. Yeah. So now you've gotten multiple recipes and posts and sets of photos and videos out of this one session. I love this idea. (laughs) This is the cornerstone of working smarter, not harder. I love, I love, love, love this. And I am totally, when we end this podcast today, I am totally, totally going to redo do all of my workflows, my video workflows, my content creation workflows. And I'm going to build this in because you could really be intentional about getting more content from one session where you're preparing that content. I love it. Okay, Ricky, this discussion today was mind-blowing. I have so many things twirling in my head that I want to do. So what is the best way for listeners to connect with you to maybe learn more? 
Um, you can find me on LinkedIn and I'll send you a link to that so that people can connect with me. And if anybody has any questions or, you know, they don't think that they can come up with a way to repurpose content they already have or uh, can't think of a way to plan out how they could change their workflows, I'm happy to brainstorm with them. Oh, that's great. And we will include that link in the show notes below, as well as uh, the link to Rakee's agency. So if you wanted to reach out to her there, you can do that. Well, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today, Rakee. It's been a pleasure and I'm ready to go and start working smarter, not harder. Yay. Well, it was great catching up with you too, Christina. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Raki Wright, and you're starting to think about how you can rework your workflows to get more use out of your existing content. Now, don't forget to grab the freebie from this episode. It's a content planner printable where you can strategize ways to repurpose your content. You can get it at christina-hitchcock.com forward slash E007. You can also get the show notes and links to everything we talked about at christina-hitchcock.com forward slash E007. Now make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. I really appreciate you. Go make today great. Thanks for listening to the Smart Influencer Podcast with Christina Hitchcock at christina-hitchcock.com.